Hey there, fellow streakers. It is good to be with you today. We're going to talk about streaking, going full frontal to be smart, an article out of Psychology Today, and it's going to be an interesting conversation. Don't you think so? I think so. So let's start streaking. Jamie, how are you? I'm great. Absolutely fantastic. Wonderful. Oh, a little bit of an accent there this morning. Yeah, I don't know is where that, that came it, from. Because all things that are cerebral are better in an accent that, than an American accent. It. Yeah, you need a British accent when you're talking <laughs> Jamie about... Jamie said to me just before we got started, she said, hey, we're going cerebral today. Because we're talking about the frontal lobes... Of the brain. Frontal lobe of the brain. Yeah, frontal lobes. lobe of the brain. And... One of our streakers out there sent this article to us and said, hey, this completely supports streaking as far as, and the title of the article is Go Full Frontal to Be Smart and how harnessing, subtitle, how harnessing the power of your frontal lobes maximizes your brain's potential. And I wanted to do more research for this podcast, but the more research I did, the more research I felt like I needed to do. I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to be smart enough to talk about the brain. Which is one of those organs that is a muscle that, without being used, does not get any type of strength. Like However, the, it was interesting as we read through this article, the application that, or the what's that they talk about, and then and the hows of streaking that we thought about that we could do with this. So, to get started, just before we get started talking about um, going full frontal, which I think is also apropos to our streaking methodology. How's that? Going full frontal. <laughs> Okay, no, we're not going down that road. <laughs> you did. I didn't I mean, even catch on. it because I, mean, I don't even, even think that it. way anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. What The reason I brought it up and the reason I said it that way, we had a phenomenal conversation with, we hired a um, a brand, what what would you call him? He's, he's a brand designer. Yes. Because we're looking at, at the beginning of the year, there'll be the upgraded version of the app and we're going to rebrand the company. So Streaking LLC will get a new brand. And in order to show us what he was thinking, he showed us some images. And you can You're imagine- You're making this sound terrible. No, it's not terrible. You can imagine that streaking and looking at streaking images- We don't want them to imagine images, that. I know, but this is one of the things that he used to say, what is it about? And and one of the one of what we talked about or what he presented is that streaking represents those who are- you know, rebellious, doing something different, wanting to... Um, he called it the, com the total act of celebration. The total act of celebration. All of those things that came together. And I'll tell you what, the mark, logo, whatever you want to call it, that he came up with, absolutely perfect I for the streaking brand. In fact, I'm I was a little so bit nervous of it. because Jamie was feeling good about what we currently have as far as the hexagons. And the hexagons that we have, if you've been to our website and you look at those things, you know that the hexagon represents the B statement, who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were tentative to go away from that because it really does represent a lot of what streaking is. It's the small, it's the simple. What is it, a B? in all of their life contributes one twelfth of a teaspoon of honey to the to the hive. Can you believe so that? So it's very, very small. Very small amount, but yet they're willing to spend their entire life working towards it. Working toward that. Mm -hmm. So so we were hesitant to go away from that. And I remember Jamie said, I don't think I want to go to the next meeting because I really like what we have and I don't know if I'm gonna like what he had. I don't know if I want to change. 
No, and it really wasn't if you wanted to change. It was more... I just I, didn't I, feel like what was being presented was necessarily better than what we had. And exactly. so I was like, I kind of like what we have. Why do we need so to? So why not just stay there? And I was so relieved when he went through that third iteration and really appreciated that he had listened very closely to different things that we had said and really focused in to catch the vision of what streaking is and what it means and how to represent that visually. And I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited too. So for all of our fellow streakers out there, for all of you who are listening, just know that in the December timeframe, we're going to be unveiling brand new logo, brand new um, website. The app is completely redesigned. I'm very excited about the app. We've got beta testers. And if you're beta testing right now, thank you very much. If you see any other, we're, we're, we still have room for more beta testers. We've had a great response and we could get, use even more. And so if you want to be a beta tester for the app, let us know. Email me, email Jamie, Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at streakingmastery.com. Jamie, J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com. And let us know that you'd like to be a beta, beta tester. We will get that out to you right away. Uh, it is it is really cool the way the app is right now. It's it's phenomenal. It's getting even better it's getting all the better time. All the time. Yep. So let's get into it, shall we? And going full frontal to be smart. One of the areas that I've often talked about is that we don't want things to go from our frontal lobe into our basal ganglia, and the basal ganglia is the place where the automacy of the body is contained. It's the place where you you know, th- you. It, you're not thinking, it's not fully conscious anymore. Mm-hmm. In other words, breathing is in the basal ganglia and how you, for example, write or how you read or how you walk or how you cross or fold your arms, all those things go to the basal ganglia. And the reason why is because the brain is energy efficient. It wants to continue to preserve energy and therefore whatever it can assign to more automatic function, it will. Which, which is great because it's nice that we don't have to think, breathe, breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. I mean, when we do, it's to calm down, but not for, like, we're able to just, you know, walk and talk and breathe. Although talking, we should think more. That's more frontal lobe. <laughs> that should be more So I looked up, when it talked about the different lobes of the brain, I did look up what each lobe does. Okay. So there's the four lobes on each side. And this is just from the Mayo Clinic, just a real umbrella, um, just barely scratching the surface. Each side of your brain contains four lobes. The frontal lobe is important for cognitive functions and control of voluntary movement or activity. So that supports what you were saying, is that the frontal lobe is where the voluntary, the things that we're choosing to do, to act, to, to move, that's in the frontal lobe. The parietal lobe processes information about temperature, taste, touch, and movement, while the occipital lobe is primarily responsible for vision. The temporal lobe processes memories, integrating them with sensations of taste, sound, sight, and touch. So that was helpful as we look at this article, um, just kind of having that, an understanding basically of the four different lobes, lobes, and that the frontal lobe is actually the biggest part of your brain. All right. So with that being said, on the frontal lobe, we're going to read just a little bit from this uh, article as uh, We'll probably as reference it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, we'll reference it quite a bit here. So it says this. 
Your brain is wired to conduct your most important work each day through the most intricate neural connections and across your brain's four major lobes, frontal, temporal, parietal, and occipital, which is what you just said. Mm -hmm. Um, But how you conquer the complexities you do relies on going full frontal. So there's something about the front side of your brain and how significant it is and important it is to our lives and to what we do. Now, I'm going to skip down just a little bit. It says, new brain science reveals that the road to thinking smarter, which is something I think we all aspire to, is to be a little bit more smart in whatever it is. And it may be little or lots, but the road to this thinking smarter appears to lead to your brain's intricate frontal lobe networks. That's where it's at. It's in the frontal lobe networks. However, your frontal lobe does not work in isolation, obviously. Your brain regions work in concert from the cellular level to entire to the entire brain networks to achieve amazing feats each day. The high capacity of your frontal lobe hardware and and the rich opportunities to rewire its software through complex thinking set you and all humans far above all other life forms. Nice to know we're above an amoeba. Your frontal lobe represents nearly a third of your entire brain and is the, here's the bad news, okay? Coming up on the bad news, is the last region of the brain to develop and the first to decline with age. We're sorry if we just depressed you for the rest of the day. I love the way. (laughs) So you have to keep reading this. Go ahead. You keep keep going. From early adolescence to young adulthood, the frontal lobes and the intricate connections between them are undergoing dramatic functional and structural changes that remodel the brain's complex connectivity and advance its capacity to engage in integrated, reasoned, and high-level thinking. So in other words, all of that is happening up through adolescence and into your you know until you hit your early early 20s which is why they so often are saying things why it's so important when they talk about the decisions that you make in terms of drugs and alcohol and different things at that teenage level you can have a huge massive negative impact on the complex the 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 major thinking part of your brain because it's still developing so then it says sadly (laughs) and here's more of the bad news this is more of the bad news sadly Brain science has shown that the frontal lobe function begins to decline in our mid-40s. So basically, we've got from our 20s to our 40s. Two decades. To be at your peak brain function. All right. So if you're in between 20 and 40, take advantage take of your advantage frontal lobe of your right frontal now. frontal lobe because it's the <laughs> best ever. That's what, I love how she says this. How does it feel to perhaps only have two decades of prime brain health? What a depressing <laughs> <Yeah>. thought. <laughs> how, how do you like that one? How do you how, how do you like them apples? I know. And at this point in the article, I'm like, well, Thanks, I Dr. don't Chapman. like that. Realize- That's great. <laughs> you know, being on the other side of the mid 40s. No, we're honey, I'm in steady I thought decline. you were continually 39. So that's why is be that's why people always say they're only ever thirty nine. That's they don't why ever they get... don't want to hit the brain decline. I am. I'm thirty eight. I'm perpetually thirty eight in my children's minds, except that it's great as they get older. They're like, hmm, that math isn't working so great for you, mom. I know. <laughs> what do you mean? You look gorgeous. What are you saying about that math isn't working so great? That for you? when I have twenty seven year old children and I'm thirty eight. Hey, that's everyone, a little weird. Everyone gets to thirty eight, and that's all there is. <laughs> that's we just it. stop. We just stop. We stop. So Megan will be thirty eight. Rose will be 38, Natalia will we'll be 38. 38 together. <laughs> yes. How many times do you go out in public with your daughters and people say, you're their mother? I dread Come on. the day. How many times? No, 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 no. Before you say that, how many times? I love that. A lot, actually. All that the happens time. a lot. Yes. I, you should see it. I'm a, 
at the store with Jamie and the girls. And yes, undoubtedly, they'll be like, oh, you have such beautiful children to me. And I'm like, well, this is my wife. Oh, she's your wife? And then they give you a weird look. <laughs> and then they give me like, a weird look like, are you, you robbing the cradle? I'm like, no, I'm not robbing the cradle. Holy cow, cut me some slack. Or I'm looked at as the grandpa for everyone. You you are a grandpa now. <laughs> anyway, okay, we have digressed. Let's get back on I like topic. digressions. Anyway. The good news is... Go ahead. There's good news. Cognitive decline occurs because we let it. Is that good news or bad news, though? I mean, that kind of feels a little bit responsible. I'm responsible for my own cognitive decline. Okay, that's I have good to re- news. I have to claim responsibility for that? Yes. Well, why can't it just be done for me? Why do I have to work at it? You sound like my two-year-old body when I go out on a run. <laughs> why do I have to do this? But I Why think can't I? This is one of the things that we look at and I look at all the time. And I believe that this is a common belief that I held. And I believe that a lot of people held is that, you know... I, I, or maybe just not a recognition that I'm, I don't have to work at this all the time. There comes a level of, I've got it now. I'm there. How much more do I have to work? Mm-hmm. And it was a, or a, why do I have a to stark working? realization for me when I recognized that, no, I need to keep working and I want to keep wor- working and I want to keep learning. You do bring up a good point because there is a part of us that we want it to just be there and not have to work so hard for it. Right. Or, um, or like you said, well, I've worked hard enough. It should stick. Why right. doesn't it just stay? I've worked hard enough. Why doesn't it just stay? And that's all great for good things that, yeah, we wish that would happen, but that would, I wouldn't want that to be the case for bad things. I think that there's, we were talking about that the other day when we were talking about calories and, and I was thinking, why is it so easy to ignore high caloric foods. And so let me see if I'm saying this right. So I can eat a candy bar and hardly even notice it So it's in, in oh, terms of saying. counting my calories. Yeah. But if I eat a salad, I'm like, oh, I eat a salad. That should count for a lot. <laughs> like every positive calorie should count for double. For double. And every negative calorie should Is, count doesn't for really half exi- no, because no, no. that's how I feel when I eat it. Right. I negative get like, calories don't exist. Yes. But so my point is, if I can communicate this, is that when there are things that are good for us, sometimes it feels like, wow, that was a lot more effort than things that are bad for us. It feels like sometimes the things that are bad for us, there wasn't as much effort put into it, but we may be doing them just as often. Does that make sense? And so what I'm saying is if those things became habitual, it it may and take they do. The, they do. It takes the same amount of time. We just don't notice it as much. That's so where I wanted to go and what I think you're saying and what I think as I think about it and I'm hearing you, this is where I have the problem with habits mm-hmm. is typically habits are easy to form around the negative things. Yes. It is not that we spend less time and they form more quickly. It's just that you don't notice it happening as much. And I think what I have always wanted to do, and I'll claim this just for myself because you've taught me that I shouldn't I shouldn't blame the people out there. So I, I will claim this for myself and maybe you have a similar problem. But my problem is this. The habit of good things or of growth things, the automacy of that because of repetitiveness does not happen. It, it will never be automatic. It will never get to that place where... I'm going to read at least one paragraph of nonfiction book daily 
oh, that's just habit now. I just do it without even thinking. Right. I think that that's, that's why I get so passionate about the whole idea of the streak is because the streak, I have to make it intentional and the streak helps me to move along. And I get so passionate about not calling it a habit because at that moment, what I see is I'm trying to resign it to this place of the basal ganglia. Let's just mm-hmm. do, it's just going to be automatic. I don't have to work at it. It's like what we just said right here. The good news is that the cognitive decline occurs because we let it. I don't know if that's the good news or not because all of us don't want, because we let it, I believe, there I go again, I'm blaming everyone else. I'll say it for myself. I believe what I what happens with me is when I hear I let it more like I want it to. I, I want it to be automatic. I don't want it to be something that I have to work at all the time because I'm an inherently lazy person and I want to, or I'm a naturally, probably not inherently, but naturally, natural tendency is toward laziness. And so that's where I want to go to. What do you think? I think that that that's why we gravitate towards statements like this, where it's the good news is that the cognitive decline occurs because we let it. In other words, the reason that's good news is because we have the ability to control that. We have the ability to work hard and change that. The question is how. We are not predetermined to that destiny. We're not predetermined that as soon as you hit your mid-40s, just say goodbye to all your good brain power. It's all downhill from here. (laughs) But that we have the ability with continued intentional effort to continue to improve. You know, why do we say it's all downhill from there? That's pretty easy. I mean, if you just get in a cart and start riding it downhill, you really don't have to do any work. You just woohoo. Yeah, but they don't talk about what's at the end of the hill or at the (laughs) bottom of the hill where So you bring up a good point though. There is something to be said that that looks at it and it's like, okay, so going uphill is the part that we like. Yeah. Even though Going uphill is going uphill. And so really what we should say is it's all uphill from here. It's all uphill I from mean, here, from this which, point is time, which is what we want to do. We want it to be that good. So she goes on and talks about you can strengthen the brain power of your frontal lobe every day of your life. Does that sound like a streak? That I sounds like a streak to every me. Every day. That's what I circled three times was every day, every, every day, day, every day, life. every and day. you can and strengthen and brain power all of these things that I look at and think, okay, you can do these things. Absolutely. And that lends itself to what we've been saying, that streaking is the power. It's the engine. It's the thing that's going to give you the, 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 I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. <laughs> yeah, that's the uphill. <laughs> it's that's the, the uphill, uphill battle. I think I can, I think I can. I think I can, I think I can. You can, okay, you can. Okay, you skipped you over one of my favorite words that she says here. She says that the good news, we because we let it, it does not have to be a fait accompli. In other words... I skipped that on purpose because I, I didn't know. know how to say that. Fait, fait accompli. accompli. Because it's French. And you you, you took French, but I that know. was fait accompli. And uh, I don't have a destiny. streak around my French, though, and I probably need to have one because it's not there anymore. <laughs> As I look at this and what you said and what we have talked about so many times, streaking is the activation engine. Because what she gives here... And this is Dr. Chapman, Sandra Bond Chapman, PhD in psychology today. What she gives here is a list of four things of what we can do. What Jamie and I are going to do is we're going to go through these four things of what you can do. And then we're going to talk about the streaks that potentially you could set in order to activate these things, to activate the consistency and the consciousness and 
and the to maximize your frontal lobe function. Boom, baby. That should be the subtitle of our book. Streaking, yeah. how to maximize the frontal lobe function. Absolutely. I think we should. Okay, here's the four. You want to read them? Well, let's, yeah. Avoid automatic pilot. Isn't that great that that's the first one? What you, I When I read that, I was like, oh, Jeff's going to go off on the basal ganglia on this one. <laughs> Avoid automatic pilot. So and it's an interesting thing because automatic pilot has a place. The thing that I think that you bring up so often and that and that I completely agree with is this idea that everything should be on autopilot. First of all, and I think that's what we were trying to say is that automatic pilot is meant to be there to be a tool and to be used when needed occasionally, but it is not the solution to everything in your life. You're not going to be able to get to the point that you can just put everything on autopilot. And and I think once we accept that and recognize it, there's a lot less frustration yeah. and a lot more engagement right. and willingness to be like, okay, I agree with that. And I understand. And to be honest, I don't want everything in my life to be on autopilot because then I have less control over where I end up. Recently, we had a reel from Laurel go viral. Yes, we had a viral reel. And in this reel was Laurel with her daughter. And the daughter was holding a Cheeto. <laughs> she a just Cheeto. Looked as cute it's as just all. cute in her and little the, hands. And the, yeah, and the talk track behind it is, oh, my caterpillar didn't turn into a butterfly. And then you see it cuts to Laurel and, and Laurel says, that's, That's a, a Cheeto. It's <laughs> my favorite line. That's a Cheeto. The text of the reel, if you've seen it out there, it's seen, I, I think we're up over 500,000 views yeah, of we're it. We're up over half a million. Yeah, yeah, half a million views, which is absolutely fun to see. The text is, many people think that it takes 21 days to form a habit. Aw, my 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 thing didn't turn into a habit after 21 days. Yeah. That's a uh, Cheeto. That's a Cheeto. And that's not true. It's not true. Interestingly, we've had a lot of comments about that. And some of them absolutely agreeing. I mean, well, not not some of them. A lot of them absolutely agreeing. One of them in particular disagreeing, saying that anything you do repetitively will become a habit. Or, and isn't it interesting, the words that I just chose to use there. Anything you do repetitively will become a habit. What is that translating to in your brain when I say that? That it'll become automatic and you it, won't have to think about it. And, and everyone think, says that. Mm -hmm. It'll become a habit. Well, what are you saying when you say it'll become a habit? You're saying it'll be it'll be automatic. Do you see what I mean? I think that's where the confusion lies. It does. And so every it, single time. And that's because and, some people may be saying a habit is something that you do repeatedly. That it's not automatic necessarily, it's just repeatedly. But what I just said though, and this is where I get, but, get but at. But the, the idea what do we say? Because what do we say? Well, I, I'm going to do this repeatedly until... And again, the, until it's a habit, because the desire is... Just, just replace I the word automatic. It. So this is what I think she says. So avoid automatic pilot. Thoughtful, deep, and effortful processing achieved by your frontal brain regions are key ingredients to building brain health. So I think what it is, is that we have the habits has taught us to believe that if we put thoughtful, deep, and effortful processing in for a certain period of time yeah then afterwards we will achieve the same level of results without having to put thoughtful deep and effortful processes in place. what you just said there is critical and i think should be repeated do you know what you just said mm -hmm. what did you just say okay i'll say it again <laughs> yeah, here say we go again. i feel like i'm on trial here I'll no test. no you're okay. not on trial it's so but it's, absolutely i love the way that she said this so yeah. she said and this is to help your brain stay healthy you need thoughtful deep and effortful processing 
that on a daily basis. And what habits has taught us this belief of 21 days. And, and I don't know where this has come from because it's, and maybe it's just something that's wishful thinking for all of us. But the idea that if we put thoughtful, deep and effortful behavior in for 21 days after on day 22, we'll get the same results without having to put thoughtful, deep and effortful processes in place. Full stop. Think about that for <clears throat> just a second. That is huge. We think that we will get the same result without the same level of effort. Mm -hmm. Now, I do believe that as we do things more repeatedly, we become more familiar with those things and it becomes easier to get us to do them, but we will never continue to do them without thinking. It will always take a level of effort. I think more what you what you just said is, not only will we not do them without thinking, but we will not get the desired result. That's that's a real brain changer for me right there. What you just said, I wanna, I wanna catalog that and put it in because I think that's really what's being said when, when I say, I've done this repeatedly, I want it to be a habit. So first of all, I want it to be automatic. That's the first. And if it's automatic, I'm expecting to get the same level of result. That's not going to happen. So even if I look at it and let's say something does become automatic, I'm not going to get the same level of result. I'm not going to get the, the, the necessary strength or I'm not going to build the strength or get the deep level of thinking from doing the same thing. Now, I will get that result if I keep it in my conscious, deliberate, intentional part of my brain, the frontal lobe, and I set up a floor, which is the streak, and that floor is I'm going to read at least one paragraph in a nonfiction book daily. That then gives me a floor, meaning that I still, I, I'm going to stand on that floor to reach or to work or to go up that hill. What the streak does, and looking at the laws of streaking, of making it laughably simple, recording that I did it, and creating a community keeps it in the conscious frontal lobe, mm -hmm. which is what you have often said. Yeah. That's profound. Because you, you, honey, can help me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> the thing that, because as you were talking, and, and I've been thinking about this, this often happens. I'm like, okay, do I agree with what I said? And, and as you were talking, the thing that I was thinking about, and this is, it reminds me of a conversation that we had with a young man who was going into the Air Force Academy. And we were talking to him about streaking, and it was just rubbing him the wrong way. Oh boy, he was he uncomfortable. Was like he was a cat shifting and being moving. rubbed backwards. And yeah. what what we finally got to the the place was is that he he just did not like this concept of laughably simple, and the idea that something simple could achieve anything. In in his mind, he's like, if you're not going full out. You're not going to achieve. You're not going full frontal. <laughs> <laughs> and I've thought a lot about that. And 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 as I've been thinking about that, the two things that kind of came to mind is recognizing that he's right. A simple, laughably simple streak of running a mile a day is not going to get him to pass the fitness test to get into the Air Force Academy. That That's true. You're not going to pass the fitness test of the Air Force Academy by doing a laughably simple thing of running one at least one mile every day or you know mind run or walk at least a mile the thing that i've recognized and that i've said over and over again is i'm like okay you're getting into the air force academy you've got this huge 
goal. It is a goal. You're at this place. You've got to do this by this time in order to get accepted into the academy. That is by definition a goal. We have goals in our life and things that we are working towards achieving. But there's also all these other things that are in our life that are important. That oftentimes when we have a goal that's a big goal, that's taking a lot of our time and energy and focus to achieve, such as striving to get into the Air Force Academy, these other things that are important, but not necessarily playing into the goal, can fall by the wayside. And that's where streaking has been amazing for me to recognize and to use in my life because it keeps those things that are important to me, to who I want to become, a part of my life, even when I've got this goal that I have that's taking a lot of my energy and a lot of my brain power and a lot of my time, sometimes even like most of it. There's certain goals that you're like, this is pretty consuming my life right now. And it needs to be because I'm not going to achieve it if I don't allow it to really, if I don't go all in. But in going all in, I don't want to let go of these other things that are important, connecting with my children, my spiritual side, my being able to continue these other things that are important to me and who I want to become, but I don't necessarily have the time to give them huge amounts of effort right now. A streak allows you to have it be a part of your life and continue at a smaller level of effort, but it's still a conscious decision to be a part of your life. Does that? I just had a visual. And by the way, one of the things I was thinking while you were talking is I'm like, I could listen to you all day. That's why we're married. (laughs) You made that decision. You chose to listen to me all day. There you go. It it is automatic. It's not hard for me to have that decision going. (laughs) I love listening. Second thing I thought about, so here's the visual. All right, I'm going to give it a shot. I haven't thought about this visual before, but I'm going to throw it out there, okay? Often you and I will talk about life as a pendulum mm-hmm. where you'll swing from one extreme yes. to the other, right? Yes. Well, what's the string? Oh, that's good. Is the string the streak? That's what I look at. The string is the streak. Because what you're doing is there's goals that I'm going to go after that are going to retire, require focus, energy, time, mm-hmm. and that's on one side of the pendulum. But and it's then there's always things a, on the other side that just knock you on your keister. Yes, that, that are completely expecting. on the other side of life where mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting my father to die or I wasn't expecting you know whatever whatever the pet to die that I, that was mm-hmm. a cherished pet of mine or I wasn't expecting to all lose of my the job things, to or lose my job mm-hmm. any of those things. So that's the other pendulum side. Yep. And what keeps us swinging is the Those streak. streaks. And the streak attaches us where? And what is the, so what is the streak attached to? It's attached to who I want to be. Mm. As I look at who I want to be, and I've always got my focus on that, wherever the pendulum is in its place... I'm always doing those streaks that keep me attached to who I want to become so that in the ebbs and flows of life, whenever I'm swinging back and forth mm-hmm. from the tragic and the difficult and the absolutely intense pandemics mm-hmm. all the way to the goal reaching, really striving, spending a lot of energy going for the Air Force Academy, I've always got my streaks that are that I'm hanging on to or that are the floor that keep me swing the floor that I stand on or the string that keeps me swinging. How I, about that? I like what that. What do you think? I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Because that's where the intentionality comes into play. 
what I feel like when when we're talking about this. And there is some amount of momentum in the there pendulum. There is. There's momentum. I, that's a great way to say it. There is momentum. And and we want that momentum. I mean, th- that's part of what makes life interesting right. is the pendulum of the swing and what makes us reach on both sides. I mean, when you think about a pendulum, whether you're reaching for this this goal that's really hard and you have to work for, or whether you're being forced to reach because you're in a situation where you're like, this is stretching me more than I've been stretched in the past. Both have their place. Um, but But this idea that it allows, streaking allows there to be this level of intentionality with these things that make us who we want to be, yeah. but aren't always pressing on us. They're not, they're not urgent a mm-hmm. lot of the times. Most mm-hmm. of the time they're not. They're mm-hmm. not the urgent things that are demanding our attention. They're the things that we do daily that help us to become who we want to be. And what, what provides, so just taking this metaphor a little bit further, if there is no string, if I'm not attached to anything, then the, the, what comes in life all of the different areas of it, it's somewhat random. Yeah, I mean, there's it can no be chaotic. There's nothing it can be chaotic. It. Can feel uncertain. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about how much uncertainty uncertainty there is in life right now and in other places. And if I don't have the string that attaches me to who I want to be, and ultimately for me attaches me to God. I mean, that's where I go to is I want to attach to God, and that that helps keep my string alive. That's the part that's beautiful. That's that's what I was I was gonna try and find. Go ahead, keep I know finding. I stopped looking, but I was gonna try and find. Um, Talon had posted on our because on our new app you can post things. Oh yeah, Thought, while you're finding that, as you I look at it. yeah, do you I have it? To read this, yes, because okay, we're talking cool. about. So just talking about um, the string. So this was his post, and this was Talon. Today was a hard day. Today we found out that Aspen, the family dog, had cancer and we had to say our goodbyes. Man, she was the best and sweetest dog. Anybody who's had to do that knows it's hard. how hard it is to say goodbye yeah. to a dog. Yeah. Like it is. My children, and you will so be amazed hard. that I w- I'm actually going to say this, but I will miss the day that, you that Coco will. dies. I I predict that you will cry. <laughs> I don't know that I'll cry, but I will, miss, I will miss the dog. <laughs> it's, we love him. He, she, he I, has become a I, part of our be- life. And that's part of what, sorry, I got sidetracked by dogs, but dogs give you unconditional love. Oh, they do. They, they are, are always so excited to see you. They are No matter what you've done, they yeah. come back and forgive and give you love. And so anyway. She was the best and sweetest dog. Today was a hard day. I really didn't feel like breaking a sweat today from a workout. So that's one of his streaks is to break a sweat daily. I actually didn't feel like doing any of my 18 streaks. Doesn't he have on there how long that streak is? Because that's what the post is under, right? Is yeah, 568 days. Wow. So He didn't feel like doing any He didn't any feel of like that. doing it. So that goes to show 568 days he'd been doing something. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't intentional about it, he didn't feel like doing it. There and was nothing, there was no habit it. that was going to compel him right. to do that on this day. It was not automatic. It was not automatic. Today was a hard day. I really didn't feel, oh, sorry, I read that. Um, I actually didn't feel like doing any of my 18 streaks. However, I decided to put on my workout clothes and break a sweat. But today, I did more than break one sweat. Today, I chose to sweat for more than 60 minutes. While showering after the workout, I had a breakthrough. 
don't we have all breakthroughs in the shower? I know. Showering, <laughs> showering, shower is a sacred place. I've decided <laughs> yes, a lot of, a lot of amazing things, thoughts happen in a shower. Most days, my streaks are to help me grow. Most days, my streaks help me take that next step to becoming who I want to be. But today, that wasn't the case. Today, my streaks kept me grounded. Today, on this really hard day, I needed my streaks to remind me of what is important and what makes me me. I love streaking, especially today. So there were so many things when I read that that I, that I found profound and that I loved. One was that here you have this heartbreaking day. And when you have heartbreaking days, you don't feel like doing these things anymore. You just don't. And some will say, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just, don't put, just be there. And, and what's great is he didn't have to run or sweat for 60 minutes. It was just break a sweat. That's all you had to do was just break a sweat. But I loved that what I envisioned happened. He doesn't say this, but when I read this, what I envisioned is you get your work on clothes on, your workout clothes on, and you get out the door. And that's what the streak does. It gets you out the door. And then once you get out there, you kind of get going and the fresh air and being out and it clears your mind a little bit. And then you start beating it out. And honestly, I don't know if this is what happened, but I pictured Talon running and crying and being a little sad about this, but running and just this whole cathartic experience happening that, that when it's over, he was like, okay, that was good. But what brought that out? What started that was the streak that got him to do something they didn't feel like doing. So I love that he said, today my streaks kept me grounded. And that's what I was trying to communicate to that kid that wanted to get in whoops, to the Air Force Academy was that we have goals and tragedies <laughs> that take our time. Yeah. But the streaks keep us grounded. That's so profound. And it's the string that, so that when your pendulum is in that side of life where there's all kinds of tragedy and difficulty and hard things, the string keeps you attached to who you want to be. And for me, ultimately to God. Yep. And that's why, and that keeps the pendulum swinging and it will swing back the other way. But if I cut the string right there, the pendulum flies off and who flies knows? off to some random place or it just falls. It just falls. Which is, is which is part of what she was saying with the with the cognitive decline. I mean, you just you just fall, you just stop. So and profound. it's not what we want to do. As we look at and as we consider, we're good. We stop a little bit more. Okay, time. good. We've got three more things. <laughs> we have three more things. So avoiding automatic pilot is the way that you can continue to be smart and work your frontal lobe. In other words, that brain that muscle that's there. Second is decrease information exposure. There's so much information that's out there. And I found this interesting. I thought about as we look at and she says this, too much information freezes your brain's dynamic frontal lobe capacity to engage in clear thinking and discerning decision making. You and your brain get overwhelmed by too much information. Your frontal lobes need to be deployed not only to focus on important data, but even more importantly, to know what information to ignore. Keep your key frontal lobe operations finely tuned by actively blocking, discarding, and ignoring, notice the word there, actively, mm -hmm. uh, ignoring less relevant tasks and information. As I considered this, this is where I went to a lot of times in the book, and we were when we were working with Kendra, who's our phenomenal editor at page two, she would she would talk to us, and as we were writing the book, she'd talk about meditating. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the areas where she she had added a couple of streaks into the book as we were considering what streaks to place as examples in the book. And the one that she added was uh, meditate on five breaths daily or something like mm. that or focus on five breaths daily. And Talon actually picked that up. Speaking of Talon, Talon, today's your day. Today's your day. He, he picked that up and he actually wrote about that in one of his posts about mm. how that has significantly helped him in what he's done as far as that um, that whole idea of just meditating. He says, such a simple streak, but I'm so happy I do it every day. There's something really special about the purposeful breathing. I use a few different apps, but does anyone have any suggestions on any other apps or resources? And he gets a whole bunch of apps or resources. But it, interesting, so five breaths, mm-hmm. laughably simple. Yet, I think it goes right to this decreasing information exposure. And it's taking a moment out. It is. And, and teaching yourself how to slow down and take a breath. The other thing, this one rang true to me too, because I, being a person that analyzes, I do feel like I take in a lot of information and it can paralyze me sometimes. I've got That's a good point. too much information. I'm like, now I don't know what to do. I've got so many options. I don't know where to go. And as I was reading this, I thought that one of the things that has helped me with streaking is it gives me that definite, these are the things I'm going to do today that, that I have decided. And I don't have to do more than what I've said on my streak. That's been releasing for me. That's is that a sometimes, great point. Oftentimes I do do more. The simplicity of I it. But I don't have to. I can just... Do like it, it, I can just do the simplicity. I can take in of just my, that one paragraph. I can just take in that one. Paragraph. I can write just yes. that one sentence and really think on it and have it engage my brain mm-hmm. in a whole different way. The other thing I thought about was my. Um, I have a streak to seek out feedback, and one of the reasons was was because I felt I needed practice doing exactly what she said, discarding and ignoring. I needed to have feedback in order to recognize what was good feedback and what feedback I'm like, I'm just going to discard and ignore that. So again, the act of streaking gives you the opportunity to practice these skills, like to set a streak around, all right, I'm going to learn how to ignore information, like actively, could you actively bring it to the foreground of saying, I have a streak today to point out irrelevant information (laughs) that I don't need and let it go. Yes. I'm going to let go of one non-relevant piece of information that I got today. And I mean, do you know what I mean? No, I think that's great. I hadn't thought about it before. Decreasing your exposure to Well, I know that another one of our streakers has out there, uh, as as her streak, it is to organize at least one thing daily. Yes. And that is part of it as well, because it could be throwing something out or, or arranging something in a way so that you can bring the information into your brain in a way that is organized and therefore be able to continue to work the frontal lobe. Here's here's one of my favorites. Move beyond memory. And here I'll tell you why it's my favorite. Most individuals are concerned with loss of memory as their chief brain concern. While important, memory appears to work independently of strategic frontal lobe functions. Your strategic frontal lobes are adept at transforming information to be remembered into bigger. And by the way, memory is automatic, right? Mm-hmm. Even original ideas, in fact, trying to remember too many details counteracts the high efficiency of frontal lobe thinking. Take Einstein, the icon of brilliance. He constantly pointed out what a terrible memory he had, but no one would question his inventive thinking performance. 
I love this one too because I constantly feel like I, I know, have the you worst say this memory. All the time. You're like, I have the worst memory. Yes. <laughs> and so what I felt like this was picky. saying is that it's like, look, the memory isn't what you need to be able to continue to be a high level thinker. You can have, and, and that's something that I have thought is I'm like, you know what? I don't have to retain all of this in my memory. Right. I can learn it and find ways to keep it. But I love what it's saying is that your brain has the ability to adapt and take these things into bigger original ideas to right. think bigger. You don't have to remember. And Everything. that's another one thing. I remember watching a show one time about a person that had, um, I want to say an idyllic memory. That It's this the concept of a photographic memory. And the reason I hesitate to say that is because I've read an article said, that said that's not really a thing, like this idea of taking a photo image. Inside the brain of Jamie Downs, there's six different things that Going would combat. Going on, I know. Well, no, 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 that would combat the thing that you're actually saying out loud. <laughs> so the show was that he had a photographic memory in the show and it tormented him because he remembered everything the good and the bad, like everything. He couldn't let go of any of it. Oh, that's so And hard. it was the first time that I was like, you're right. I don't, I, I don't want that don't kind want of memory. I don't want a photographic memory like that. No. I just want one that remembers the good stuff. So <laughs> in setting a streak around this, it's recognizing that it's like, this one to me would be able to allow me to let go of this feeling that I have to remember everything and to set a streak to just be bringing in good what information. I, okay, so what I look at is your geography streak. Yes. Your geography streak is all about bringing in good information. And when I read my book, The Make It Stick, mm -hmm. this idea that you constantly have to be um, refreshing on things right, right. is true. That's yeah. that's just part of life. Absolutely. So refreshing on my geography, it's accepting that I will have to do that my whole life. Yeah. And that's what keeps it there. So number four, go full frontal. Invest in your cognitive command center for ingenious thinking daily. Doing so will reap bountiful rewards for you both personally and professionally. There's no downside to thinking more strategically by harnessing your frontal lobe potential every day. I read something different there. I, when it said go full frontal, I read yeah. set a streak. Yeah, that's, that, what, that's what I read what too. I, set a streak. Set, set three or four streaks. Every day, do something that... In, laughably simple. Laughably simple. Keep a record of it. Join or create a community. And there you are. Yeah. Using your frontal lobe daily. Well, I have enjoyed this conversation today. Hopefully you have found value and found this conversation to be useful. We hope that you'll join us next time, next week, when we talk more streaking with you. We have a couple other articles that are up our sleeve that we're going to be pulling out. So until that time, be ready. The new logo, new app, new design webpage, they're all coming out soon. If you want to be a beta tester, please let us know. Reach us at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at streakingmastery.com or Jamie, J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com. You can still follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those. And you can go on Amazon and give a review for the book. Yeah, give a Very review helpful. for the book. Purchase the book. It's worth the read. It's worth the opportunity to look at the streaking journey that uh, we discovered. And we've had a lot of people discover their own streaking journey, which we talk about as well. And if you'd like to be on the show, we'd love to have you. We'd love to interview streakers. We've got a couple of fun ones that are coming up pretty soon here. We do. And that's going to be exciting. But if you'd like to be on the show, shoot us an email and let us know. But until we talk again, keep streaking. Just can't seem to ever focus. All these goals falling through. Did you set a resolution and say this time we'll see it through? But it's January 4th.
It's the small and simple things that make you grow into what you're hoping. You're in a hurry, don't even worry. It's too simple not to do. It's the little things that make a better you. A better you.